Underground bunker. Hey, this is your proprietor. Look where I am. Ah, uh, it's been a few months, but here I am back at uh, Grant Park in Los Angeles, the uh, city hall behind me, and also Clara Shortridge Foltz Criminal Justice Center. But today, I was over on the other side of the park at the Stanley Moss Courthouse for a hearing in Leah Remini's lawsuit against the Church of Scientology. And I'm glad I came because um, there were some questions this judge has been raising that are really interesting. Judge Randolph Hammock. I like this guy. He's animated. He's uh, got a lot of energy. Uh, he said that that tentative ruling he issued last week, uh, I think I published the whole thing for you guys, he worked harder on that than any motion in his 40-year career. That's how seriously he takes this case. What he's trying to do at this early point in the lawsuit is respond to Scientology's attempt with an anti-slap motion and a motion to strike to try to limit things, take things out of her lawsuit, which they claim are not defamatory, or not things they can sue over. For example, Scientology doesn't deny that they call Leah all these horrible things. They call her a bigot, and a racist, and a rape apologist, and all this crazy stuff. But they argue, look, you can't sue someone for defamation over that. She's a public person, we're a public institution. We can call each other names. And the judge agreed. And so he, in his tentative ruling, he had noticed there were, he had said there were a number of paragraphs, he's like about 20 or 30 out of a couple hundred, he's removing because these are things that are opinion or they're speech. Uh, and I liked how today he mentioned a couple times that, yeah, it's nasty. It's nasty speech, which is a point I'm making. Whether or not it's in the lawsuit or not, Scientology doesn't deny that this is what they do. They say these horrible things about people because that's what Scientology does. So, you know, that he understood. And he said a few other things that made it, made it seem like he knows what's at stake. He knows how important this is. And, you know, Scientology raised a number of paragraphs that he said, oh, I thought I dealt with that. I'll go back and look at it. You know, they gave him a laundry list of things. He's going to look at it again. I have a feeling, though, once he goes back in his chambers and gets pulls up all the documentation again, he's going to realize that he did rule on those things and he's going to stick by with what he came up with in the tentative ruling. And I don't think the tentative ruling really hurts Leah at all. It does take out some paragraphs saying that they are just opinion, and I'm sure Leah hates to see them go because they're horrible things, Scientology says. But what's important is that he's leaving in the things like the harassment, the tortious interference, the, the really important stuff in the lawsuit, that Scientology's on this coordinated campaign to harm her and harm her ability to make a living. And a really important part of all this, and in the defamation, is the idea of malice. You not only have to prove, Leah Remini not only has to prove, because she's a public person, that they have lied about her, but they did so knowingly with malice, that they want to harm her. And numerous times today, the judge is talking about, you know, this particular paragraph may not be defamatory, that but but look, the pattern, it's just common sense there's malice here. And let me tell you, that's something you almost never, I never, I never hear from judges regarding Scientology, is you never hear a judge applying common sense. Because he's right! <laughs> of course, if you look at the t sum total of all this stuff, of course it shows malice on their part. And he gets that, and I, that's a big hurdle for her to get over. 
I think, you know, at one point, uh, Leah's attorney brought up malice, and he was surprised. He's like, look, I'm finding it your way. Why would you even bring that up? Linda Singer, uh, Leah's attorney, I have read her briefs. She writes some damn good court documents, really well put together. In court today, I I don't know. She didn't seem very effective. She was bringing up things that he'd already found her way, or I don't know, you know, it almost seemed like a couple of times she brought up things that then got him to think, well, wait a minute, and then went against Leah. But maybe the most alarming thing to me, because at the end, after three hours of this, Scientology had maybe brought up some things that he might give a second look at, but I don't think there was anything major. Linda Singer had brought up some things that I don't think he's really going to consider. I think he'll stick with the tentative ruling for most of it. But... At the end, he allowed Robert Mangles to stand up, the attorney for RTC, Religious Technology Center. And he said, look, Judge, none of this has anything to do with us. Now, this is Scientology, one of Scientology's favorite strategies, right, is that's why they created this alphabet soup of entities like CSI, RTC, ASI, you know, is that they want to always give the impression that one organization or another has nothing to do with each other. Now, those people who come out of Scientology that worked in it will tell you there's no question it's a top-down organization. It all comes from David Miscavige. He's chairman of RTC. It all goes down from there. It's really the Sea Org that runs things, but they don't have a legal entity. Anyway, the point is, they, of course, Leah added RTC in the lawsuit because RTC runs things. But at this moment in court, when the RTC lawyer stood up and said, there's no connection between any of these tweets and... At, you know, Stan Lee, there's no connection to RTC. We don't even know why we're here. At that point, the judge turned to Singer and said, look, again, at this point in the lawsuit, early, the standard of evidence is very low. You just need to allege it, basically. Where in your declination? Yeah, show me in the declarations where you allege that, that RTC is in charge of all this, you know, fair game, or at least attached to it. She couldn't name it. She couldn't come up with anything. Now, he then decided to continue to Friday, so luckily that gives Leah a couple more days to come up with something. But they better put some declarations on the on the docket, too sweet, from maybe from Mike Rinder about, yes, our, look, we all know none of this fair game, none of the harassment, intimidation, stalking, none of this would be happening to Leah Remini without the, the express direction of David Miscavige and the Religious Technology Center. But they need to allege it more clearly in the lawsuit they risked losing RTC as a defendant. That was the takeaway later, late in the hearing today. The other little bit of news that came out was um, Judge, he's funny. He cracks some jokes. At one point he was saying, you know, um, he was trying again to emphasize that at this point, you know, Scientology kept coming up with, they can't prove this or that. And he's like, look, the, the standard of proof is real low here. Leah just needs to allege it. And that's it. And, you know, she, he has to accept any of her allegations as true until we get later in the case and there's a motion for summary judgment or there's a trial. Then Leah's going to have to prove these things. But right now, she just needs to allege it. And he was making a joke. He was saying, right now, they could say almost anything about Scientology and I have to believe it's true. Now, if they said they went to Mars and found L. Ron Hubbard, that would be another matter. <laughs> That's a judge that gets it, people. He understands what's at stake here. He understands the reputation of Scientology. I love it. That part's great. Uh, so I think Leah's got a good opportunity here. I think her legal team needs to get things a little tighter than they had today. 
the other little bit of news was that um, Leah has uh, also uh, moved for a preliminary injunction, and that's supposed to happen this Friday. The judge, the judge was joking that he um, he maybe put out that tentative ruling a little too early last Friday because it gave him so much time to be prepared for it. And he said, I'm not going to put out a tentative ruling for the injunction hearing. But then he said it. He said, I am leaning against it. So he did give that little piece of news today. He is leaning against giving Leah the preliminary injunction. I kind of had a feeling he was going to go that way. Um, but he did give Singer an opportunity. He told Leah's attorney, Linda Singer, bring to me on Friday the most recent example of harassment. Because he said that the motion for a, tempor- a, a preliminary injunction didn't give him the feeling that this was so ongoing and so disruptive to her life that she had to have it right now. And he needs to hear that. So on Friday, we should hear some recent examples of what Scientology has done to harass Leo Remini. I don't think it'll be hard for them to find it because they continually do it all day and night. So lots going on Friday. Um, I'm hoping to be there as well. And... Uh, uh, today, I was I was live blogging from the courtroom, which I was not able to do during Masterson's trial, at the TonyOrtega.org site. If you go over to the .org site and look at the most recent story today, you will see my blogging all morning observations, a lot of other interesting observations about the judge. I like this guy. And I think he's being very fair to both sides. And we'll see how it goes on Friday. So, from the Stanley Mosque civil courthouse of the L.A. Superior Court. This is your proprietor, signing off.